Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's Terrace Podcast is brought to you in association with JS Decorators. All your requirements catered for under one roof. Qualified tradesmen for all interior and exterior work. For more information, call J Sharp on 0131 466 Welcome to Thursday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I'm joined by Craig Anderson. Hello. And making his Terrace debut, Mr Duncan Mackay. Hello. I come bearing gifts from last night's game. John Sweeney Masks, which obviously works as a visual <laughs> aid here on, a, a, on an audio podcast. But here you go, chaps. That's like, oh, thank, no, I think we shall um, we we have to, them. to put oh, them on right now. Can we put them on yeah. and still be helped through the... And um, let's, uh, let's, let's give this a go. How does this sound? <laughs> Probably not great. <laughs> right, anyway, let's, we promise that's the last uh, visual joke that we'll do on the show. Um, which uh, I think visual jokes ties in quite nicely to Scottish football. There's always good visual jokes whenever any match is involved. And we'll start with the relegation battle. Huge three points for Craig Anderson's Kilmarnock, as, as they're officially known, at, uh, on... Last night it was. Yeah. Uh, beating Kelly 1 0. Beat St. Mary 1 0. Sorry, beating St. Mary 1 0. And are you very relieved and also uh, nervous about the weekend? Uh, yeah, I'm obviously nervous about the weekend, but I think it, it makes a huge difference being ahead of Hibs going into that game. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's still a very difficult task to, I think, to go Easter Road and get a point, even, even with Hibs form and so on. But. The win, it gives it a bit of confidence after that absolute shambles last week. It sounded like um, a big change. I, I think I maybe mentioned on Monday, if I didn't, I meant to, uh, James Fowler came back into the team, which I think was a crucial addition. He just knows what it's all about at this stage of the season, and he's added a lot of dig and a lot of determination, but unfortunately he got himself sent <laughs> off, so he went back for one game and now he can't play on Saturday. Um, but if, if it turns out to be his last game for Kelly, which... If we get through, there's a good chance it will be because I don't think Johnston rates him. Then it's a, it's a very typical James Fowler way to go out. Actually, to uh, I thought it was quite it was quite typical of of this kind of end of season stuff. Kelly was the team that wanted it a lot more, and I think people kind of forgot because of how weird Hearts have been ever since they've basically been down and trying so hard every game. 
But usually at this time of year when teams are done, they're done, they're already, you know, they've got one foot on the beach or whatever, yeah. and that's... And St Martin had previous for it last year, after the League Cup final, what, they didn't, they won one game the rest of the season, and that was about two and a half months. So I think, I think a lot of people reckoned it last night, although fair play, I think they played a lot better in the second half. But they yeah. could have been a bit final down at half time. Kelly came out and you just, like you say, they were just a bit more dig. They just wanted it more. And Johnson kind of set up his team like that. It was, uh, or I seen the team initially, I thought, what the hell is that? It was, it was just a mid- team, the midfield four. Yeah. It was advertised on the Kelly Twitter, midfield four of Fowler, Irvin, Pascali and Eremenko. Yeah. And I was like, they, they can't even move. Yeah. How are they going to deal with this modern kind of, the dynamic midfielders, the John McGinn's, the Connor Newton's, the Kenny McLean's, but, Instead, it was a diamond. Yeah, and, like, and then that kind of reinforces that kind of dig, keep it narrow, keep it tight, and uh, and also they managed to create a number of chances at the other end. As and well. it, it probably did playing like that freed up Rory McKenzie to, to have a bit more freedom in the middle of the part rather than being out in the wing. And he was he was running riot by all accounts and yeah. uh, created a few chances. And he had a great chance that McGregor slipped up on. I think yeah. this whole midweek could be characterised by some pretty awful centre. The halves. Yeah, and what can I say? Chris Boyd. It had to be Chris Boyd with the goal as well. Um, got the better of Goodwin, which was it was a wee bit of karma <laughs> after the, the the game at St Mirren Park at the start of the season, and he's there. But the only worry is that he went off injured last night, and that that would be a huge blow. What do you mean karma when he when he punched Jim Goodwin? Yeah, when Goodwin went down as if he'd been shot. <laughs> right, but still, he punched him in the arm. Yeah, it's just a wee bit. He gave him a didi. But yeah, Boyd, Boyd being off injured, I'm hoping it's precautionary and that he will be fit, but if he's not, it's a, it's a big decision and what to do, because we've relied on him all season. Yeah, he scored the sort of goal that Hibs can't at the moment, even though they've not got anyone that's you know, six yards and getting a, making their own luck, which you know, you can't say anything okay, compared to the Hibs front. Whatever, whoever they play. We may as well go to them now. Um, Hibs versus Ross County on Tuesday night. I recorded this on Alba. I stupidly stuck a fiver on Hibs to win the match. That's the biggest mistake you've ever made. I think it might be. It's, it's second to picking Michael Nelson in my 12 best and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so all my mistakes revolve around Hibs, uh, which is ironic. I'm a mad for a Hibs fan as well. Yeah, really. it's, it's ironic considering my allegiances, but... Yeah, not a very good game. I think it's uh, pretty fair to say, uh, yeah. but I, fair play to the SPFL guys for coming up with five and a half minutes worth of highlights from that. It's like you, I watched it on Alpa, and it was dreadful. Yeah, it was, um, it was quite bad. And speaking of quite bad, just what going on for the point you were making the the Hibs strike force. James Collins gets a a lot of stick, and it's very much deserved because he, he's he's crap. But in terms of crap that you paid two, we paid yeah. two hundred grand for and as well. Ter- which is in terms of the forwards that Hibs has, I, I don't think there's any doubt that the ones that are currently fit, he's the most effective. So I don't really think it was much sense to leave him on the bench until the last fifteen minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, you could potentially say Haynes has been in that situation a bit more, is a bit more experienced. You could maybe try him, but I don't. By looks, of it, I don't think Butcher rates him after sending off at St Johnson. I yeah. think that. He just thinks the guy's not worth it, which is a bit of a shame because I think I've got a friend who's a Knox County fan. He said that they were quite disappointed to see him go out on loan, but he's not really produced. But then, who wearing the green shirt the season has? I think that's the biggest problem. But I think for, for a second last game of the season, a huge relegation decider yeah. to play the two young boys. First of all, I think Cummins has a bit about him. I think he's really short in confidence right now. Yeah, he needs they it. all are. I think yeah. that's but um, Danny Handlin is. 
distribution was woeful. He's all. I mean, you can't fault him. He's always looking for the ball. He's always trying to get involved. But, yeah, I think that, I think that's the issue. Is Maybe he, he should go hiding. <laughs> yeah, it might do us a bit of favour. Uh, you know, I really like him, but he, he, and he always has that thing about him. But he he couldn't find a pass, and I think that's a bigger problem. Is Hibbs a team low on confidence? Then just don't have the composure. It's, it's, yeah, definitely, it's so predictable, in the so last flat. And the last third, especially, was such a lack of composure, especially in the first half. It was incredible. Mm. The amount of times they made, they chose the wrong option, either by shooting when they shouldn't or yeah. picking the wrong pass. Even Alan Mabry got in in the act by trying a thirty-five yard shot. Alan Mabry never tried a thirty-five yard shot when he was at Hearts ten years ago, and he was good then. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I do feel sorry for boys like that Mabry because it's it's not really their fault. They're getting picked, you know. It's, it's team low in confidence. Uh, you know, I, I actually was slightly disappointed in Ross County. I thought they would, seeing that we were playing Maybury and Stevenson, I thought, you know, it's a perfect opportunity to get the ball out wide and cut back. You, you probably score goals for fun, but they didn't. They were pretty disappointing. Yeah, they offer they, anything. They you know, it's like, they don't have any players with really any decent wide players, and that's mm. been their problem all season that we've been talking about. And they've just they've just dragged themselves over the line by. Grinding, which is exactly what they're good at, I guess, and they just out outground out hips, if that's the word, <laughs> um, and were helped by ridiculous decision making by Robertson. Robertson. Yeah, uh, I've I still I've watched that ten, fifteen times. I can't really understand what's what's going on. I think you made the point on one of the blogs, Craig, about you know, John Beaton. You could have easily not given the penalty yeah. just because you couldn't work out really yeah. what's what happened. It was, I still can't work out what yeah, happened. It's, it's like so bizarre. Yeah, it's like he was diving. He genuinely dived at the player, like and his legs just clipped him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was bizarre and Richie Britton just uh, uh, it's very typical Richie Britton style that penalty. I think just yeah. didn't care. Kind of, it didn't matter to him whether it was a kind of crucial relegation decider or the, a pre-season friendly. Just battered it in and got on yeah. and. Absolutely, I saw Ross County last season where they played Motherwell up at Dingwall and beat them three 0 and it was the best team performance I think I saw uh, the whole of last season. And but it was it's night and day. You know, it's a team that's kind of running low on confidence as well. Obviously, I think most of the teams in top six, maybe apart from Hearts, are. Um, but it's it's strange. It'll be interesting to see what Adams does next year if Adams is still around as well. And yeah, I think they'll have to. It'll be a I think it'll be a completely new team again. But you need to get it right in the summer. I thought I did get it right in January, and I do kind of like I like elements of this team. This is the kind of team that could have been crap for the first few months, where I kind of messed around with it and then strengthened it in January. But because these summer additions were so bad, he had to yeah. he had to build a new team. So they then had to have that that starting point again, and now he can't add to it in the summer because all the guys are leaving. Well, as far as we as far as we know, yeah. they're leaving anyway. I mean, a few of these guys play for some decent clubs, so. I'd be surprised if the likes of Philip Kish stick around, for example, or Jan Songo. I think he's yeah, he's shown himself. Songo is probably Songo shown himself to be too good. I think, and and even if he was coming back to Scotland, there would there would be bigger teams in Ross County interested. I think. Right, let's move on to the other game, which was crucial in the relegation battle, which was Hearts versus Partick Thistle, and last night at Tynecastle, thoroughly entertaining game, six goals. Hearts taking the lead twice with Thistle coming back to win 4-2. Scenes when Callum Higginbottom made it 4-2 it and was, yeah. guaranteed their safety. He looked absolutely delighted and it was kind of like, it was one of those ones where even though it was a goal against my team, I kind of looked at the away end and thought, that's that's quite a good moment for them and I don't really care one way or another about this game. 
Right, I was at the game and uh, when Hearts first scored, Hearts scored both their goals. I jumped up and cheered, and I looked round about me, and I was more interested in that than anybody else. Um, the Hearts fans were all just kind of standing up and clapping politely. Uh, when Wilson scored, I noticed that I didn't even, I barely even got out of my seat. Yeah. Like it wasn't like an immediate jump up. It was kind of like, oh, the balls in the back of it, and then gradually get up as I'm clapping. See, see you, Hearts fans, so used to winning. Blase <laughs> <laughs> about it. Um, but I thought Hearts, Hearts uh, started excellently again, the exact same as, as against Kelly, um, against a team who were slightly more competent. Uh, they can they can fly out the blocks. Uh, Patterson got that goal, which was it was, quality. It was, it was a good. really good goal. It was poor defending; they all backed off him, but good goal. That's him now on double figures yeah. as well, which is remarkable. Well, it's not remarkable considering he started the season as a striker, but now now that he's playing at right back is. It's something else. Hardly any of the goals, even the goals that he got when he was playing as a striker were mainly from set pieces, so yeah. um, I don't think he, he didn't really add much to his goal tally when he was actually playing up front because it was not his position. Um, yeah, I, could, I, was actually, I, I was actually thinking at that point the other day, I can only really think of one goal in scoring for open play, and that was his first one against uh, against Hibs in the second weekend of the season. So yeah, the, one, the one on... Um, like, up until uh, well, yeah, the he, last two. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, after the Hibs game, I looked up the stats and out his nine goals at that point, five of them were headers. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I didn't look up whether they were all from open, any of them were for open play, but I think most of them are from corners. Um, Partick Vessel, I thought, uh, they just came into the game second half, they were a different team and Higginbottom, just, just a champagne footballer, I think you'd say, he's just, he was superb, he's yeah, brilliant. I saw, I saw him on uh, Saturday against Hibs and he w- you know, he gave Alan Mabry a tour time, I'm sure. Mabry's probably still having nightmares about him just because he's just constant and, t- and, and his movement is not up and down. It, it's in and out as well. It's, it's not, it's not to be predicted. And, he, and he's, he's lightning when he gets going as well. He's, he's passed like, for the first goal. Yeah. Uh, Taylor's. Was, yeah, yeah, it was brilliant ball. It was first time as well. It's easy, it's easy to, I say, I say it's easy. That's the, <laughs> you know, my record of setting up uh, goals in the Scottish top flight, but it's easy to do when, You've got a bit of time to think about it, but for the ball to come straight to you and for you to see that pass and just whip it straight over the top. And it was a great ball for the goal that got disallowed as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was, you know, that could, I mean, obviously there was a bit of backing off, but yeah. you know, he, was, he was still capable. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he's just come on to a game so much in the second half of the season. He's, he's been good, I think, throughout the season, but he's just hit some amazing form at the right time for them. One disappointing thing about the game was just me watching Thistle was Aaron Taylor Sinclair. He never, it's a different player now. It's a different kind of system. They've gotten a bit more pragmatic. It's no longer the, um, the, 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 the forwards <laughs> coming from deep, <laughs> coming from their fullback positions. And uh, it kind of made me sad. I really liked that part of the thistle, but you know, they got more pragmatic. They did what they did what they needed to do. They got themselves over the line, which I guess is more important. Because the two teams and the, the fullback attacking the most, because it wasn't just his goal. Patterson was getting up and down Pat- all game, and it seems like something that Hearts planned for. Because as soon as he, he would go, Hamill would tuck in it right back. So. Yeah, I thought. Patterson's kind of like, been lost. He's obviously this has been the season where Taylor Sinclair was initially talked up so much, and then it became Robertson. But Patterson, maybe he might get lost next year because he's playing in a different league. But if they were playing in the Scottish Premiership, he looks an incredible. I talent think he's an, an excellent fullback. Uh, I, I said it at the start of last season. Uh, I, I said it to myself because I wasn't on here, but uh, <laughs> he, he, he looks good at that point playing right back. And I, I think it's a shame for him that just because he's physical stature, they tried him out up front. It didn't work. He wasn't he wasn't cut out for that role. Um, but even still, flung him up front at the end last night to try and chase the game as well. Well, we done that. Strange. We did do that a few weeks ago when he played right back against Aberdeen, and it worked. 
Right, Aberdeen for some reason did that defence so good couldn't deal with Callum Patterson all of a sudden <laughs> couldn't deal with somebody with uh, pace and strength and that was how Hearts got back into the game anyway I think we should move on to speaking of teams getting back into the game St Johnson 3-1 down with I think 6 minutes remaining and 2 goals in the space of 2 minutes and a, a draw it doesn't really mean much anything to either teams but I think no, it meant more to Celtic because they've been chasing that 100 point yeah. target which which got taken away and I think that's how serious that was because they, they did start without yeah, Commons they, and Brink I think it's just that typical Neil Lennon thing he just seems to have that failure attached to him at all times he sets himself that target <laughs> and almost immediately draws two games within the space of a couple of weeks and both from winning positions going into the last few minutes he just he just seems to have the reverse Midas touch with these things he talks about winning a quadruple or a treble sorry and goes out both the cups should it's he just, just shut his face yeah I think so um, for, for a guy who does he does reasonably well even the time in the Champions League where they, they did get through they almost they almost failed to having needed only I think one point from the last two games it's just uh, or, or sorry a win in the last game wasn't it yeah. Uh, yeah. for a guy who, who does he's done a decent job in, in the league and whatever it's just uh, but he's kind of been hoisted by his own petard yeah. in, that, in that regard he's setting himself unrealistic not unrealistic targets but it must be difficult to motivate those players. But, you know, I was shocked. I was obviously at a game last night. And so, you know, I heard that Brown and Combs were coming at half-time. So, you're like, well, he's played, he's played the kids. But they weren't really. It was no. it was all first-team semi-regulars, at least. So, I mean, I think he described the first-half performance as lazy. And, you know, judging by the highlights, I think I think that's... even just looking at Kai, I'll give him away that penalty. That was the, the kind of epitome of a lazy leg from a guy just hung, hung it out, couldn't well, be bothered. That's his... Well, second last game if he plays against Dunn United, possibly even his last game for the club. Yeah. And it kind of, you're right, it just kind of looked like that. And the game, the much better performance in the second half, obviously, once they got the big boys on. And I think the game, although St Johnson got a point, the kind of turning point in the game was the missed penalty. Because just before half time, you get that, you got a two goal lead at half time, and it's kind of the reverse happens where you miss it. You got the one goal lead, but now you're scared. You think you missed your chance. It's just such a huge psychological effect. But credit to them for battling their way back. Nigel Hasselbank, I think, came on. Yeah, uh, he came on. For, I think he came on for me at half yeah, time. And he, yeah, had, he had a big impact. Um, he didn't, I don't think he had the assist, but he had a hand in setting up both goals. And that's kind of he'll not start for the final, but it's always good to have Hasselbank in reserve. Tony included him as best wide players, and I thought it was incredible. And then only, I've seen him a couple of days later at Aberdeen, only because he, he for- started, and he was absolutely shocking. Yeah, it was because Tony forgot the entire existence of Inverness, to be fair. Yeah, if he, if he'd known them, he probably would have. That was entertaining. Aradon, completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'll give a bit more confidence to St. Johnson going into the final. It'll come back in 3-1 down. I think even if they'd gone 2-0 up against Celtic and then been pulled back, I think the fact they've come back from 3-1 down Going into the cup final, it'll give them a wee bit more momentum, I think, rather than seeing it as an opportunity lost. There was a knock for Stevie May, though. I mean, that's I think slightly it, worrying. I think it came from a foul from Ambrose, which yeah. kind of got glossed over. It looked a really bad tackle, actually. And, but the referee played an advantage because uh, St. Johnson had a chance. So, in the highlights, all I saw was the, the, the only show the chance. Yeah. They didn't show the, the tackle again, but... Um, it looked a quite a bad one, but it sounded like it was precautionary, and they said they thought he would be fit if if needed at the weekend, even. So right. hopefully it doesn't rule him out of the Should cup final. Should he be playing anyway? Yeah, it's easy to wrap folk up in Cottonwood, but then they go two games, two weeks without a game, and yeah. you can. And I think that if I was Tommy Wright, you'd be wanting to try that partnership with me and O'Halloran out as much as possible because I think he, he looked a real prospect. He looked quite sharp 
last night. I've not, I can't say that I've seen a whole lot of them, but if you could get a, a young, part, fit, agile partnership going together with those two, I mean, St. Johnston top six is, is there for the taking. I've lost him a couple of times, but I've been impressed with I think Halloran. he's played himself into the team for the cup final, certainly, because um, I think, as we yeah, said, I think, it was, I think he'll start it, was that, it was that wide position, and it was maybe between him and Croft and then someone like Miller if they wanted a more defensive option, but I think he's he's probably nailed that down now, um, just with the performances since he came in to start the games. Um, OK, we'll move on now to the game on Tuesday. Dundee United versus Aberdeen, another um, high-scoring affair. Four goals in this one and a hat-trick for Scott Vernon. I, I thought it was a really enjoyable game. Uh, really, thought it was great to watch. And I, I, was, I thought Dundee United were the better team, to be honest. Um, they just let themselves down with the same old problems defensively, not helped by having uh, having Mark McCallum in. I think it was his debut and he, and he looked very shaky. Um and it was it, certainly the the second goal for the header. He just didn't come for the corner, and they'd yeah. already had a warning previously. Cause I think the, the, the disallowed goal was from a similar kind of situation. And in fairness, though, and I know it is uh, that is a kind of goalkeeper that's coming in the six yard box. You should be claiming that. But at the same time, how many goalkeepers in this league would have stopped that being a goal? I'm not too sure there's many. I don't think Chesniak would there was a, There was a lot of traffic in front of him. There was a lot of traffic. He, he sort of half, I think the, the, the look, it was the hesitation that made it yeah. look worse, is that he, he took a step forward and yeah. then didn't go for it, and then it comes and it makes it look, probably look a lot more disastrous the, than it was. The whip but, on the ball as well, and the trajectory, it wasn't like a looping cross, it really kind of flew in there. It was a stunning cross from Robson, really. Uh, and I think that's maybe a little harsh, but then you're probably right, but then he wasn't really helped out with the defence as well, like the third goal. What's Gunning doing? Yeah, that's just Dundee United all over, though, isn't it? For all the brilliant attacking talent, and again, I thought they were really good going forward. Um, Ryan Dow's been been superb recently. I think he's talking to players playing themselves into the cup final. I think he might have done as well. Um, yeah, ahead, ahead of gold, possibly. Um, and to be fair, I thought Jamie Langfield had a really good game, but oh, this is where I probably lose a lot of. Uh, well, okay, I hate me from Aberdeen fans, but is there anything more tedious? Than Aberdeen fans after a good Jamie Langfield performance, you know it's this. So he's, I think it's, it's a strange one because they think, I think they were so harsh on him for so many seasons, and now you know, they had it earlier in the season where they had that good run of clean sheets, and it's like, oh, he's got to play for Scotland. He's got to be playing for Scotland, and I really, I mean. He was goalkeeper and he made a couple of good saves. No, uh, that, he's that's, uh, yeah. not even in the top six. Uh, yeah, you know that, it's that, that's that's a dog bites man story. It's not you know it's, they shouldn't be you know, up in arms about the fact that their goalkeepers had a good game. It, it made two howlers as well. Um, it, fortunately, it didn't look to goals. The the um, was that a, the one that went under his foot for the second time in three weeks, and that you can't you can't possibly have. Him, alright, there's maybe a third spot up for grabs in that Scotland squad, but you're comparing him to uh, Alan McGregor and uh, David Marshall, who've both had really good seasons, and he's, he's not even. He's not even had a better season than Jamie McDonald. No, actually, yeah, Jamie McDonald would be a much better shout. He's younger as well, McDonald. Yeah. Uh, I think Lang- Langfield's not going to really get any better. I think we're seeing peak Langfield is, yeah. at the moment, maybe. Um, but even then, he's not worthy of international caps. But. And anything else to add about the game? Really, really talked about Scott Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's Vernon Crespo, is he? <laughs> he's, he's back, he's back. Uh, he only seems to score hat tricks. Yeah, well, like, yeah, nine goals a season, two of, the, two, <laughs> two, two of them have been hat tricks. That's um, like, two or six of them. Yeah, he did what a striker could do, but I think, as you pointed out, the comment on the, 
SPFL YouTube channel was slightly strange where yeah. they said a perfect replacement, the striker who hasn't scored since September. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, perfect replacement uh, for Adam Rooney. But no, he, he's one of those players that I think he'll be gone in the summer regardless of... Maybe I'd imagine he's on yeah. a chunky wage that we could he's use not, for He's not lived up to it anyway. Yeah, point, well he was yeah. a star man two seasons back. It was quite str- it's quite strange that the kind of downturn he had in his career when nothing really happened. He, he, st- he started playing on a better team and he got worse. Yeah, that's not usually what you're expecting from your star strikers. As, and he was, he was good. I remember seeing him. I, I'd, I have to confess I hadn't watched him that often uh, a couple of years back. But I remember seeing him at a game at St Mirren where he, I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, and he, he used to lead the line very well, whereas now he seems... More passive in that in that lineup. Any time he does play, yeah, he's, one, he's one of these players. He doesn't have that kind of pace or quickness at all. No, but he can definitely hold the ball yeah, up well. He, yeah, he seemed to make quick decisions in around the penalty, which would kind of make him seem more quicker than he actually was. And that's completely gone from his game. He, yeah. he's just so plodding now. You saw he still had the instinct. I mean, it was a great piece of play from Pollock for the first goal, and he he, he was instinctive. He just he just blasted it across. Yeah, uh, it was a good good finish, and I mean the third one you can't you can't. There's not uh, there's not many strikers going to be gifted that. But. I was looking at it a few times. Could John Shooter have stopped that? Yeah, I think it, it, it was Yeah, it was. It was like what did they? He almost thought Vernon was going to hit a better shot than he did. I think so. He was already predicting. Like maybe a powerful shot and yeah. he was trying to throw himself at it, whereas if he just stayed in his feet, he could probably have walked over and, and cleared that. It was such a bad thing. I thought he could have stuck his foot out a bit more to stop it. I can't, I he lost thought, all, all balance. Aye, and though, I kind of thought he, he saw the post coming as well. I think he tried, I think there was just too many things going through his head. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> Which for any Scottish football is not a good thing. No. You shouldn't have to think about anything. I actually thought Ryan Jack was at fault for the first goal, uh, for a United goal. I, th- I thought it was, it was a, Pretty weak piece of play. He kind of just ambled. Over. He didn't really do enough to get to, you know to make an intervention or go in strong enough on Dylan. So I think it was a, it was a bizarre goal. I think he's to, done that to, a few times. It looks yeah. as if he's a bit. Uh, uh, it's weird because when he came into the team, I actually I thought he was, he was beyond even being quite hard. I thought he was quite yeah, a, dirty, a, bite, a dirty yeah, player when he came into the team. And yeah, he does seem to just pull out a wee bit. Right, we'll move on to the last game to discuss from the Scottish Premiership. That is Motherwell versus Inverness. Motherwell. They do it again. I likened them earlier in the season to a horror movie villain who just keeps coming back, refuses to die. And if you're an Aberdeen fan right now, you've got to think that's the case. Because they're coming into the showdown on Saturday. They've already come out the water once again. They've come out like Jason. <laughs> they're all like Freddy. They're like winking with their heads being cut off. They're just They keep going. Something doesn't stop them. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, John Sutton, 22 goals now. I mean, I mean... I would love to have seen the odds he could have got for that at the start. At this point last season, before he'd gone back to Motherwell, he was still a Hearts player. How much could you have earned from putting more, a pound on? But more than that, uh, having Joel tip him as player yeah. of the season is the <laughs> ultimate credit to his performances. Yeah, Joel, Joel at the start of the season actually said that John Sutton would score a lot of goals because I think he thought it was just I think that was just Joel being cynical, just yeah, like he's yeah. away from Hearts. Yeah. But there was there was there was old John Sutton in this game, which was which was strange to see, which was that Motherwell. At 2-0, took off McFadden, not sure if he was injured or not. They maybe were thinking, we'll keep him fresh for maybe, Saturday, yeah, maybe. Sunday. Yeah. But they brought on Fraser Kerr instead and completely changed the shape of the game and uh, lost all momentum and were lucky to Kerr, get the points. Kerr's a strange one, because I see him as a defender of centre-half or a full-back, but the amount of times they play him in midfield, and it's yeah. like, I don't understand what the... 
the it finest just, for him. It's, it just seems to be the player anywhere. Yeah, it's, it's, he's sort of utility. You know, back in the day when you only had two or three subs, Fraser Kerr is probably your ideal man. Yeah, you know, in terms of like a modern day George Wright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For any, for any old Tarsman to get that reference. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Come on, we, I think we have to talk about uh, Draper's... <laughs> I don't, I'm not even sure what it is. Well, that's, why, be, that's what I called it. I was like, it's, it's that point where your controller goes off when you're yeah. playing FIFA. It, it was exactly like that, because in FIFA when you don't press the buttons, the computer just kind of moves over to towards the player and has starts kicking away, and it's what he did. It, I don't understand. I don't understand what was going on in his head, and... What, did he think there wasn't a Motherwell player there and he was going to see it out and then he, they came across you, you and see he the froze? Initi- you see the initial problem is that he wants the goal to come. But then you see, you see it especially for the camera behind the goal. He takes one swipe at it and then stops. He goes to take another swipe at it and then stops. And I'm like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. Where are, you, where are you thinking this is going from here? What, what did you think? Oh no, I've got a bit. What was the better idea in his mind than just kick it out for a throw-in? He maybe wanted to blast it off the Motherwell player and get a goal kick. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He never really turned no, his body no, that way. Uh, it's bizarre. It's like almost, it looks like he'd almost froze. Like, oh, he just a uh, blind panic, which seems to be. The well, it seems like there's one makes you an SPL centre defender more than Yeah, the Warren days, one was a bit strange as well, I thought. It was a, it was a great finish. It <laughs> <That laughs> was just yeah, ironic was, they had two more headers in the second half yeah. of that end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet you couldn't try that. I bet you couldn't do that in training at any time. But it, you know, it was incredible as the, the look that he gives the rest of the defence when he when the, that goal goes in. <laughs> as if he was like, you know. What was what, what? What? Why did that happen? Like, it's like well, you put a great header in there, mate. <laughs> but yeah, it's a strange performance for Motherwell. They just keep grinding out. Motherwell fans themselves are even clueless as to how they keep winning these games. It's, it's unbelievable. Just looking on trend, Motherwell last few years, you every year are still up there in the top six, yeah. despite each year you know, losing their best players and have. It's not as if they're replacing them with like for like. The budget's going down year on year. I yeah. mean, it's, it's incredible. I think it's, Stuart McCall. It's the thing, yeah, he's, the be- he's the best manager in the league for me, um, just for that reason. He keeps yeah. him competitive. Yeah, the talent identification that he has, or it's, that someone at the club is doing, is, is fantastic because there's no way with the crowds they're getting and the budget they have that they deserve to be where they are but you know they are they are on merit absolutely and you know. I wish talked a little bit about Inverness before we move on um, no new signings that's what Hugh says <laughs> which is un- unbelievable I mean I was say the chance the way I was coming back from the game last night on the radio that it said it made it sound as if Billy Mackay had you know acres of space and you know he, he contrived to miss it but actually it was a, a pretty difficult chance and I think early in the season where his confidence was up He'd have probably buried that. Yeah, but, but I think the problem now is, is the fact that he has to feed on scraps as, as much. He is missing chances, mm-hmm. but he's not missing. Like, he, he used to get like three a game, and now he gets one every couple of I games. Think, I think they're, they're putting together wee spells where they look, they look fairly competent, but I think that's kind of typical of John Hughes' teams. Like the second half yesterday was arguably the best they've played under Hughes. I think they, they seem to click, but. They're not doing it often enough, and at some point, someone has to look and say, "Look, where are you going here? What, what, what's the plan?" I, I do worry for them next season. I just I, I've had a season a bit under John Hughes at Hibs, and he doesn't. I'm not sure. There's elements of him that is a good manager or a good coach, at least, but I don't. I don't really, and he's got ideas of how he wants to play, but I don't see but when he's, where the where the progression if is. And, if he's talking about no signings, but then he wants to sit with. Gary Warren, Ross Draper in his team and he wants to play passing football, that doesn't compute. Those guys can't be part of that sort of team. And so, alright, if you're saying, okay, we're shipping all these guys out and bringing, bringing a whole load in, then at least, even with his record, the signings being a bit patchy, 
at least there would be some idea, but to try and keep guys to that for that style doesn't fit I've, to me. I've seen a, a theory on one of the fan sites that was that instead of the when he talks about Barcelona, instead of meaning passing football, it more just means kind of total football. Yeah, and having players interchanging positions and swapping about, and that's maybe why he doesn't want any new signings or very little signings because maybe he thinks that he, he just needs to concentrate on these bunch of guys and teaching them how to walk, walk in other positions. But there's still a few guys in this team. I mean, who? Where's where else is Ross Draper playing other than the middle of the park? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a strange. I mean, there's a there's an element of deference I think from the media towards John Hughes that he, because he's that sort of jocular laughing and he doesn't take himself too seriously that he gets away with some of the comments he makes you, you really need to if you're an Inverness fan you, you'd want them to be sort of pressed on a wee bit more just to think you, Barcelona how? In, in Inverness? Like how? You? Okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah the, the season had started where um, when John Hughes took over in terms of just that form they would have been behind hearts so it's, but it's probably still above hips Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Right, by a mile. <laughs> as well as the Premiership fixtures, there was also the small matter of the playoffs in each and every division. And we'll start. We'll start with the bottom and make our way up, um, because we may as well get off to a good start. And you were actually at the Clydes Five game, so that that may as well be a good start, because you'll know what you're talking about. And then we'll just say something very generic for the next five minutes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was at uh, Broadwood last night for Clyde East Fife, and which finished one nil to Clyde. Clyde were the better team, probably by some distance. Actually, I, that was the first time I've seen East Fife uh, this season under the new the new project, the project project, or you know, uh, the project's project. Yeah, the project's project. Uh, obviously, East Fife very ambitious club and utterly lacking ambition on the park. The um, it wasn't. They got off to a pretty shaky start. Their keeper Greg Patterson looked pretty dodgy. Um, obviously, Clyde took the game there at home. It was quite a big crowd as well, which was quite impressive uh, for Clyde. I think there's there is uh, underlying support there for Clyde, and it would be good to see them come back up the leagues. And on that performance, I think they they probably should uh, be safe. Um, they, they, it was only one 0 They probably had opportunities to make it make it more, but they didn't take them. I think the both teams were were fairly. Nervous. Um, East Fife just were were second to every ball, and then they were second to every second ball as well. They just didn't they just didn't look at the races. I mean, they had a few few players that looked bright spark, and every time Scott Jury uh, got on the overlap, they looked a little bit dangerous. But they 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 weren't great. They was weren't. Liam Buchanan playing? He was. Uh, but isolated. He, uh, uh, yeah, it was. He was. He was playing on his own up front, and it, was, it seemed to be a. A four-one-four-one. I mean, that's what it looked like. I'm not sure if that was how it intended to be. And it was a, there was a almost the the four mid, East Five midfielders would rotate, sort of pushing slightly further up uh, at points. But it did it didn't really work. Buchanan was you know, I used to know a couple of seasons ago. He was at Cowden Beath, and so he scored goals for fun. But I think his pace is has gone, uh, or it looks, seems to be. And it was actually his mistimed uh, uh, mis control led to Clyde's uh, goal they countered straight away they played a great diagonal and then there was some horrific defending uh, that led to uh, I think it was um, Scott Ferguson getting the goal uh, with a good, good bit of skill in the end to, to put in he was a bit of like, a assured finish it's worth checking out on the, the Clyde uh, website just because it's, it's horrific Okay, let's move on to the other game and the playoffs and the from the I think they're called the League One playoffs. Yeah, even though it's teams from League Two. That's the name I've been giving them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it is. 
And that was a bit of a surprise, actually, I'd say. Sterling beating Annan 3-1. Yeah, I mean, Sterling did, have a, up. Sterling did have a superb finish to the season to get themselves into the playoffs. I know Craig Telfer's been on here. Every time he's been on, he's just slated Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Their, own, their own fans yeah. slated them quite I haven't seen yeah, them. Yeah, I've seen them a few times this season. They're, they're, they're quite attritional, pretty brutal, even mm-hmm. on a good day, I think. But I think that that late goal for Annan obviously gives himself a wee bit of hope. Even though the, the away goal rule doesn't count it, or it doesn't apply, it, even just having the it makes the, it more manageable. Being two, it makes a big difference. It just I think psychologically going into those games will be will be interesting. I think also the home team in the second legs definitely have advantage because a lot of these teams are not used to playing two games regularly, two games a week, and it's you know the, this, this Saturday will be their third game in a week, uh, and if they've obviously got to think in the head to we get through this we've got another another two games of the week ahead it's also worth saying that they're not used to playing two-legged games as well absolutely because yeah. I mean there's it's a certain and when you play a two-legged game the second leg is really where you have your advantage because that's when you know what you have to do whereas how do you approach a first leg yeah. if, you're not, if you're not used to playing like that that must be quite and you're probably, strange for a number of players you're playing on Wednesday night you're unlikely probably to have a training session yeah. before the game on Saturday as well for uh, all these teams being part-time if you well, East Fife not, or they've got a few professionals. So I think that would be quite interesting to see what happens there in those games. You you won't have the the time to to assess what went right and went wrong. You're just gonna have to basically play to your best of your ability. I've always wondered to your point on the two legged affairs whether that is an issue for our teams in Europe, whether like and the the problem is like the League Cup and stuff like that. You could say put two legged games in there, but it's it's boring. Nobody mm-hmm. goes to the League Cup games as it is. But I do wonder whether. Whether the lack of uh, yeah. the lack of two-legged games, maybe when our teams go to Europe, they're, they're a wee bit naive and what's... That's a fair point, because I actually think there's a, there's a lot about these playoff games that is about game management as well. You know, you could say that, that it was, you know, I hate to see it, but you know, Jim, Jim Duffy is a tactical expertise last night. You know, he was very assured that they weren't going to flood going forward to get that second goal because they were aware that you know, they could get done on the counter. How would you hate to see that? Jim Duffy, him's legend. I, it astounds me to see uh, Jim Duffy still having a game uh, managerial jobs. It's, it's un, unbelievable. Former but, Hearts director of football as well. well exactly. Uh, his job of director of football appeared to be that he was the manager. Yeah. <laughs> Although <laughs> Pushing Graham Ricks to one side. <laughs> Drink your coffee. <laughs> he is uh, ably assisted by Chick Charnley, which is always worth, you know, yeah. just, uh, worth admission alone because he, he gets... That he gets into games. <laughs> right, let's move up into the championship playoffs, and maybe maybe not a surprise, but I think we we're all quite impressed by how Cowden were able to pick themselves up from the devastation of the weekend, go to AR and race it in a two 0 lead on on the way to a two one win, which puts them in a great position to to get into the playoff final against either Stranraer or Dunfermline. Yeah, and it's. Uh, it's- Greg Stewart again with two goals. He's obviously uh, gone on to Dundee in the summer, but he's hoping, obviously, wanting to leave them on a kind of positive note rather than with relegation. Um, I think you'd have to back them now. It's, they're, they're fairly decent at home as well. They, they don't lose a lot of games at home. Because uh, of the pitch. Yeah, well, possibly. Yeah, well, Jim McIntyre was uh, the so. They did lose six straight at home earlier in the season. Yeah, but recently, <laughs> re- recently that, that was under Colin Cameron, wasn't it? No, that was no? under Colin okay, well, There you go, Craig, with your facts. And yeah. stuff. <laughs> That's, that's well, I didn't know it at the time, but it was it a game when Jeremy Nichols said, I think that's the last six games in a row home now. Certainly towards the end of the season, anyway, they, um, they, picked they up were a wee picking bit up thought, some yeah. good points at home. And Ayr, Ayr, um, as much as I would like to see Ayr and, uh, get promoted, uh, I'd like to see them 
Especially if Kelly was to go down, yeah. it, it, it would be good to it would be good to get a derby no, I back. Think, I think I think taking care of that for you. Uh, but I think I think Cowden will, will do the job. I can't see them not. You should, yeah, I, it was noticeable even just watching the the, the highlights compared to the, the game difference of low. The, just the fitness that was played at a much higher tempo uh, is you know as you said. I mean, I think if the air goal equalised or the, the goal that air got. Uh, from Gordon Pope is a proper captain's sort of goal because you see where he puts it in the net. There's n- he's not done that deliberately, but it's, he's gone the only place that he could go. Uh, and I think they, that that keeps them in the game. You think two 0 down going to Central Park, they might be out of it, but that that that'll keep it interesting for Saturday. Yeah, because there's no away goals, so I think that's crucial here. Because if they just nick a one 0 lead win at Central Park, they push the game next time, could yeah. win it on penalties. Right, the other game is Strenard Dunfermline. Strenard, despite having terrible form going into the playoffs, managed to win 2 1 against a highly favoured Dunfermline. I wonder if they've taken a wee bit of confidence that they finally won at the weekend, having been just through that hopeless run of form. It's maybe sparked them again, and, and obviously, I think I think you maybe still put Dunfermline favourites going, taking it well, just a one goal deficit to East End Park, but. Yeah. The problem with Dunfermline I see here, and I did say this a few weeks ago, and it's it's exactly what Craig Telfer said about Rangers before they played Albion Overs. They can't just t- flick on that switch after weeks of kind of uh, cruising. Of, yeah, and that's basically what Dunfermline been doing ever since I think ever since second place was assured. Yeah, they've barely won a game in about two or three months now. Yeah. and as good as they were, uh, they were dominant in the league outside of Rangers games. But it's hard to then go into that kind of pressure-charged atmosphere and have the same sort of intensity, and clearly that's gone against them. But they've got, they're quite fortunate in the sense that they played in playoffs last year, so they've, at least they've got some players with experience of what it means to go into a second-leg game, um, which might be vital. And you, just, you would hope that East End Park's rocking, or close to rocking at least, you know, know Stranard don't take many away fans, um, although it would be good to see if they, if they did, but you'd fancy Dunfermline. The last game to discuss is the Premiership playoff quote unquote quarter final. The winner stays on playoffs. Yeah, the winner stays on playoffs. Uh, Queen of the South versus Falkirk. Falkirk, much better team in the first half, went into a 1 0 lead through a goal through Blair Alston, but uh, couldn't keep it together at the back. And Bob McHugh with a double to give the Queen of the South advantage going his, into the game at the Falkirk Stadium. His uh, Wikipedia his page has already been up, uh, updated to include his legendary status in Clack Manninshire. <laughs> uh, thanks to... I don't think he'll ever... I think that, if he sets himself up in Awa uh, after his playing days finish, he'll never have to buy a pint again. Uh, <laughs> but I think the Queen of the South fans haven't really been that convinced by him. Um, until no, recently, I've obviously. I've played for Queen of the South a couple of times. He's, he's definitely not stood out, put but, it that way. But then... Yeah. You get yourself a couple of goals in a in a playoff where you can make yourself a hero but, there. Uh, it's good because that's I was looking up Bob McHugh, you know, and that's it's six years since he made his debut for Motherwell. You're trying, and he's not really set the set the championship on fire this season. So you wonder whether he's finding his finally finding his level because you can't really see him fitting in back into that Motherwell team. But whether you know, whether they're going to carry carry and keep him on. As harsh as this is, he's he's his record's been about average, clearly. Yeah. Say, so. Maybe not even his level. Maybe lower championship, which is probably harsh to say. I've only seen him a couple of times. Maybe he had bad matches, but I don't know. Queer the fans, if you're angry about that, you can send us a letter. <laughs> now it's time for Punt of the Week, sponsored by McBookie. Scotland's Scot- Premier Roadsmaker. Not too slow there. I know, I, I shot it. Right, we're only going to go for a fourfold this uh, time, because... 
there's not as much games going on, um, but we were just going to go with our treble, but then Cookie came up with a bet, so we thought, well, you know, you may as well satisfy the cat as well. She's gone for, may as well start off with the most, <laughs> the most random one, she's gone for uh, Annan to beat uh, Stalin. They need to overcome a two-goal deficit, so you think maybe, even if they don't go through, they maybe one by one, yeah, one goal yeah. win the game. So that's not a bad show. It's 23-20. Decent odds as well. I think that's... Uh, a team at home, I think, yeah. Right. Um, Duncan, what's your selection? I, I've gone for Hibs Kamarnock to be under two and a half goals, and that's at 37-40. I think that is a great price. I think that's the best bet you know, especially if Boyd is struggling. I mean, you just, I'm not sure where come on it, we get a goal from there. Hibs. Well, Rory McKenzie's the next top scorer and he's got four. Yeah, Hibs are really struggling for goal. You even, I mean, James Conn can fall off a camel and not hit sand at the moment. That's just how bad he is. And yeah, I don't think he's going to start. So, and he's our top goal scorer. So I've, I've no idea where that, what I cannot see. I can see a one all, one nil, but. Well, you, when you get these end of season relegation games, they're always nervy and they're very rarely high scoring games. Like, I think back Kelly Falkirk, the, the game was 0-0, um, Inverness Falkirk the season before that was 1-0. You don't, you don't tend to get big high scoring games, no. so it seems, it seems a pretty good price, I think. Right, Craig, what's your selection? Uh, I've gone for Motherwell to win a way to Aberdeen. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think, um, I've, I, I think Aberdeen are maybe run out of gas a wee bit. Even their performance, even though they won in midweek, I wasn't that convinced by them. They gave up quite a few chances to Dundee United. Motherwell are flying a wee bit. They just they give the impression of being a very confident team at the moment, even though they got they get turned over by Dundee United themselves um, a couple of weeks ago. And also, Motherwell are unbeaten in the last nine visits to Pataudry. Won five of them. So, I think... I've, I've tipped them to finish second all season and I, and I think they're going to do it. Oh well. I've gone for Hearts to beat St Mirren and both teams to score. It's just, this is kind of the, the Hearts bet to put on right now after we buggered it with the punt of the week a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I, I, don't know, I can see Hearts winning the game. I think uh, the two teams Hearts are wanting more just because Hearts have tended to want it more the last few weeks. Yeah, there'll be a massive heart support going through. I think close to three thousand hearts fans are making the game, which is amazing for a relegated side. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's different different circumstances to usual, but three thousand going away to to Paisley is brilliant. Yeah, and uh, I think backed by that, don't not convinced by the hearts defence really. So I think they will concede, but I think they won the game two or three one. So if you go with that, that is the odds. Just to remind myself, are seventeen to four, so just over four to one. And if you put that fourfold together with a fiver, you win £330. There you go, good luck. And um, no terrace punt this week. So we might have won for the cup final, I think. Maybe just get people to send in the correct scores. Sounds, sounds like a bit of fun. Now we come to the predictions, and we'll start with the three games on Saturday. We'll get the meaningless ones out of the way first. Partick Thistle versus Ross County. Anybody got any thoughts, feelings, opinions? I've gone for a Thistle win just uh, on the basis I like Scott Patterson's hair and uh, I know it's more I think that Ross County they're, they're finished they're done their fans are not going to be treating it like a competitive game I think they're all going down in Hawaiian shirts and, and making a proper day out of it I think they'll they're just happy to survive whereas Thistle went and beat Hearts in style and I think they'll want to show that's not a fluke and I think it's probably still undecided I think a number of their squads some of them might be, still be playing for contracts or trying to put themselves in the window, so I've got I've got them down for a two one win. 
Yeah, that's... And maybe it also goes back to the point earlier as well, the fact that a lot of... You compare the two teams, a lot of Ross County players probably won't be there next year and probably aren't that bothered about that. No. Whereas maybe yeah. some party official players would quite like to be signed for the club. They've got the fact they're not in the... They got them up. If they avoided the playoffs not is not going to be on their CV you know, you know, or being in the playoffs is not going to be on their yeah. CV so it's yeah I'll agree with that Thistle win yeah let's go for an entertaining 3-2 win for Thistle wow well. ok that's sitting there in park Simon versus Hearts I've already stated my reason uh, yeah 3-1 Hearts uh, yeah I can't see anything other than a Hearts win just I think there's, there's still an element I think of uncertainty over Danny Lennon as all his contracts expiring you'd have thought you know, they've got potential to go the highest ever finish but I don't think those those players are particularly bothered and I think taking a beating off Kilmarnock uh, might have an impact as well. Yeah, I think it, it, was, it seemed like a half-arse performance from St Mirren last night and Hearts, you couldn't say that about them. They they, they changed the goalkeeper. They they changed a couple of players. Stevenson still, out was a blow. Yeah, I think, they, as they well. still played the same way they've been playing the last few weeks and just get done by a better Partick Thistle team. I think I think uh, Hearts will win maybe two or three now. Okay, well I'll just go into the Sunday games. It don't mean anything. Also, and then we'll um, we'll we'll talk about the final two. Uh, Celtic done the United. How many players have done the United got arrested? Yeah, that, that's that's got four 0 Celtic written all yeah, over I've it. got four one. I've got yeah. four 0 So. Um, yeah, I think Celtic will want to prove a point after midweek. And, and the last time they, they dropped us, they dropped points. They went on and beat Inverness six 0 the next game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be. I think. I imagine Celtic Park's going to be packed because it's a trophy presentation and, as well. Yeah. So they, they did the same last year to yeah. Inverness when yeah. it was trophy presentation day. They had a, a wee bit of a scare, but it yeah. just went on. To and I think the final day against Hearts two years ago, yeah, they beat them five 0 Yeah, Daniel I mean, yeah. five. I think, <laughs> and I think Dundee United, the likes any of the players that, that are going to start the cup final, I think will either not start or will only get an hour. Yeah. Right, similar kind of game. Uh, St. Johnson playing in the cup final, going away to Inverness. I've so. got that down as a one-all draw, but I think it could it could be a nil-nil, could be two-two. I just yeah. I. I think Inverness will have confidence after after the game against Motherwell playing so well in the uh, second half. Yeah. St. Johnson definitely no Stevie mate. Few other players probably rested as well. Although I think in recent weeks as well, their squads kind of for all season not really. Like, people haven't really looked at St Johnson's squad and thought it's been particularly good, but I think it's going to come out and shown itself to be quite solid and quite a bit of depth there. So they're not, they won't embarrass themselves, I don't think, but I still think I'm going to have to yeah, I'm going to, sorry. I'm I'm going to, I wouldn't see them at full pelt, I, don't, I can't imagine St Johnson's going to be f- desperate to win this one, I think it's... I'm going to go for a John Hughes tactical masterclass, St Johnson to win 3-0, <laughs> and, and Chris Awolumo to score. Just one. Just one. One, one will be enough, I think. And how many open goals will they miss? <laughs> Three. Three. Sounds like an entertaining game. Right. Uh, I'll start with the game on Sunday, uh, because this one means slightly... I'm just doing, doing this in terms of importance. Uh, Aberdeen versus Motherwell. Both teams are qualified for Europe, but who will finish second? I think it'll be Aberdeen. I've got it down as a 1-0 win, just on the basis of that Aberdeen defence, when it needs to be... Is is pretty tight, and I think that they'll they know they don't have to win uh, to to be assured. And I think that they'll just I think they'll just eke it out. I don't think they're they'll I don't actually think Aberdeen are a great team. I think they've just got match winners. I think there's not that much difference between them and a few, a few of the other teams, but they've just got players capable of 
of, of something special like Robson, like McGinn, like Flood, although uh, Flood could be injured for this weekend. I just think they'll just eke it out. I don't think it'll be a very enthralling game at all, but 1-0 Aberdeen. Yeah, I think... I think it'll be the, the, like the end of George's revenge. I think they'll eventually get the shark and the shark will stay dead. Uh, well, I've obviously already said I think Muller will, will win. Um, I think it'll be a tight game, maybe 2-1 or something like that. It, it's actually, it, it means quite a bit to the teams because the team who loses finishes third, they have to go into the first qualifying round of the Europa League. The Which first starts game, next week. Yeah, it's the, third of, <laughs> the, third, the third of July, the World Cup's still going on. It's only 51 days between the last game of the season and the first European game. I think it will be an incentive, and I think Muller will sneak it. That'll be that'll be tough for the team that does that has that in terms of short and short. I mean, Muller will had a bit of experience with that. They had it under Jim Gannon in the first oh, game. Yeah, they they, be, they lost at home to Lafreniere um, the first time, and they obviously turned it round. But it's it's such a pain to have it so early. It's a month before the league season starts. Right, the big one. We've got two fans around the table as well. Hibs versus Kilmarnock. Winner stays up, drawer stays up if it's a uh, Kilmarnock. Uh, what do you think, guys? I've gone for a draw. I, I've gone for a one-all draw um, because I I just can't see I can't see Hibs not conceding. They're just uh, just a shambles at the back. And if they concede, you surely can't see them scoring twice. On exactly. That is, that is that is the biggest problem. The last few games has been you know, Hibs have played well in spells and you know, against Hearts they got the goal, but. Yeah, and, and they pushed on against Partick Thistle and got the equaliser, but they just don't—they just don't have any quality in the final third, unless Butcher manages to pull something out of the hat, which he's not shown any evidence so far. Unless this is some just sort of elaborate troll on Hibs fans, and he's—we're and going out and win six 0 and it's James it's Collins actually—he's uh, uh, yeah. going to go back to Inverness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to look at it. Obviously, Hibs have had that bad run of form. But Kelly aren't much better, really, and I think it would be fair to say both teams deserve to go into the playoff. Absolutely, uh, both have been both have been quite frankly abysmal for majority. Of, have they done that? Like, majority, of, yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah just yeah, Don, Neil Doncaster comes on the pitch at the end of the game, and be like, actually, we've had a second. That, <laughs> <thought about it." laughs> and you, you two have been absolutely dreadful. So Hamilton or Falkirk or Queen of the South, you're up anyway. You're both. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's like a like WWE style after <laughs> after a no no draw. Um, what we've got going against this Kelly, eight, last eight games against uh, Hibs, we haven't won. We've not not beaten them this season. We didn't beat them last season. And I have never seen Kelly win at Easter Road. Oh. I, we don't need to win. I've seen his draw a couple of times, but I, it's not a ground I ever go to with confidence. Um, no, you're the Hibs fans. No, but that's true, possibly. What was your prediction? I haven't made one yet, but uh, my prediction is going to be 1-0 to Hibs. Yes, I'm going for 1-0 to Hibs as well. The reason why I'm doing so is because for the last three weeks, the team at second bottom of the table, and in fact three and a half weeks if you include the midweek, Team that's gone second bottom has then won their next game, and that will be Hibs now finally gone second bottom. Did, did Kelly not go second bottom prior? Th- before the Hearts game, I think yes, but in terms of the week, I don't think you were second bottom before the weekend uh, started. I thought we were, but maybe not. Maybe yeah. I don't I, know. I, I think you <laughs> both uh, I think displaying I th- a lot more faith in Hibs than. I just think <laughs> than I just I think have. that they've they've not scored a lot of goals recently, but Kelly's defence is. is Pretty poor. I don't think we've. I think we've, the last time we drew a game nil nil was the second game of the season. Uh, I don't think we've had a nil nil draw since then, and because of that, I don't think we can get a nil nil. So 
if we're going to get through it, it'll be a 1-0 win or a 1-1 draw, and I don't fancy it. Yeah. I think whoever... I think if Kamarnock score the first goal, then it's, it's all over. Hibs get the first goal, uh, then who knows what happens. I mean, you know, against Partick, actually, Hibs played reasonably well for the, most of the first half. They created a, a bunch of chances that just... They didn't, they didn't have any luck whatsoever. Um, and admittedly, that's just the, how things are going at the moment. And you, you also make your own luck, and we just don't have that quality up front. But, you know, if Hibs get an early goal, then it could be interesting, but I'm not holding my breath. And that's us for this week. Be sure to join us again on Monday after that podcast goes online. In the meantime, check out the website www.terracepodcast.net. Find us on Twitter, handles at terracepodcast. And you can also send us an email, show at terracepodcast.net. So, I think that's pretty much everything. I've been Craig Fowler. Goodbye, and I hope you enjoy your football. I've been Craig Anderson, and I certainly will not enjoy my football on Saturday. <laughs> I won't be sleeping until then either. I'm Duncan Mackay, and likewise, I will be probably be an insomniac by Saturday night. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>